Hello, people of the interwebs. I'm Tash Doherty, and welcome to the Practical Guide to Pussyhood, the show about birth control, periods, and liberating yourself from the patriarchy. The point of this first episode is that I'm going to tell my story. My name is Tash, I'm 23 years old and I'm from London, but I got my IUD in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So women with hormonal IUDs have the highest satisfaction of any of the contraceptive methods compared to women who are using other methods. Hopefully from my story, you can figure out why. IUDs are inserted into the vagina by a doctor or a nurse. They're inserted up through the cervix and then they sit in your uterus. It doesn't float around in your uterus or anything. Your uterus is actually quite small and it's the part of you that if you got pregnant and had a baby, the baby would grow inside that part. So because you don't have a baby in there, your uterus is just like pretty tiny and the IUD just sits in there very comfortably once you have it inserted. So I have the Laletta IUD and it's effective for three years and it has a hormone in it called Levnorogestrel which I can't really pronounce, and it's like 52 milligrams of this hormone. The hormones are secreted through the little middle part of the T, so the part in the vertical part of the IUD. And I don't really think about these hormones a lot, but what they do is they thicken the mucus around your cervix so that the sperm can't enter your uterus, and then the sperm can't like go up to your ovaries and fertilize any eggs. So the letter that I have was covered by my health insurance at the time, so I didn't have to pay anything. And if you have any questions about health insurance, I'd be really happy to help you figure out whether or not you're covered for IUD or not. So just hit me up. Hormonal IUDs are one of the most effective methods for preventing pregnancy and they're way more effective than the pill because once you get it inserted you don't have to think about it whereas you might forget to take the pill or you might stop taking it. The insertion for the IUD can also be a little bit painful but it's very quick and you can hear more about how I got my IUD inserted from listening to the rest of this podcast. Once you've had the IUD for a couple of months, the hormonal ones make your periods um, either very, very light or you stop bleeding at all. And you also have less cramps and whatever other bag of PMS symptoms you usually get. So for me, that was a very important part of why I decided to get one. However, it is a change to your menstrual cycle. And so you have to go through a couple of weeks of light spotting and bleeding once you get the hormonal IUD inserted. But this is really nothing to worry about. And once you're over this initial phase, you'll have very light or no periods and you won't have to worry about getting pregnant for a number of years, which is really great. My name is Tash. I'm 23 years old and I'm from London. I went to all-girls schools until I was 16. I got my period first when I was 11 years old. Now, when you're 11 years old, nothing of the sort of periods and womanliness and pregnancy or anything like that is going through your mind. You're literally just trying to run around and have fun and like play in the garden and things. It was kind of a weird thing because now looking back on it, I was only 11. That seems so incredibly young. My womanliness just kind of hit me while I was walking down the street, basically. And, and once it once it happens, once you get your first period, like there's no turning back. Then you're fertile. That's going to be you. That's it until, you know, your 40s and you hit menopause. So really, I think the thing about being a woman is like your period and all these things are kind of forced upon you. And I also didn't know that I was going to get my period um, until like 
year five when I actually had a sex ed class, so maybe when I was 10. So it was all kind of a bit of a shock. I remember specifically when I was in year seven, so when I was about 12, I had an English exam and I couldn't, I was dying from my cramps and I was literally just like crying in the middle of the classroom. Ibuprofen takes like half an hour to kick in and usually you kind of have to sleep or take a nap or something so you can actually get through the pain and then once the painkiller kicks in then you're usually okay. And eventually you just get used to it and every month it kind of comes and it goes. A lot of my friends didn't get their periods until they were 16. You know, and their periods were always very nice to them. They only had to wear little panty liners and maybe take one ibuprofen a year. But that was really not the case for me. And it would always be at really inconvenient times, like the only day that you forgot to bring painkillers in your bag. And so you find yourself in the bathroom, you know, improvising with toilet paper. It's always a classic. You're just in a lot of pain and it's never quite a consistent thing because you're only ever bleeding heavily and like in a lot of pain for the first few days. So the first time that I actually went to a general practitioner to get birth control, I was 15 years old and I had a boyfriend and I'd waited about six months for us to actually have sex. And, you know, you're teens starting out, you have like no idea what you're doing and you've forgotten completely everything that you learned in sex ed. I just remember feeling kind of in between a rock and a hard place going to get birth control because I was so young and I really didn't want to be on birth control. I wasn't really sure how much I liked my boyfriend and I didn't know how long we were going to be together for and it felt like a big commitment to put all these things in my body and decide to be on this method for a while. I knew that it was probably like the right thing to do but what also didn't help was that I got it from our family practitioner who I'd also been to see you know ever since I was a kid and she'd like helped me when I'd broken my wrists or something like that and so I felt like this incredible shame going to see her because she I, it was basically like telling her that I had grown up and become this woman and like that I was having sex and just the whole pressure to take on that kind of identity when you were 15 was really weird to handle. And so I think because of that, I picked the pill because everyone was taking the pill and that was the only one that I had really heard about and I didn't really know anything of the other methods. I remember at the time when she asked me, oh, so how are your periods? And I said, oh, my periods are normal because I just thought all other girls must also be experiencing this much pain. Now that I know from talking to a lot of different women about their birth control experiences that not everyone has really bad cramps. So looking back at 15-year-old me, I would have tried to tell myself that not everyone experiences cramps uh, from their periods. And actually, this is not something that you have to just put up with. You know, if you have really bad period cramps and it's interfering with your life in the way that it did with me, then you should get a birth control method, which is going to actually stop your periods or make it lighter or make you cramp less. So that's why I'm really happy with the IUD that I have now. But still, there was a lot of shame about getting the pill, and I think I would often forget to take it. It still would sometimes take me a week or two to like go get my prescription refilled. I'd forget, so then I'd take two pills one day and then forget the other day. And So it wasn't just like a smooth, easy method to take. And on top of that, I feel like I felt a little bit bloated when I was on the pill, but... I think what's important to remember with all these birth control methods is that they all have side effects, but also whenever you're on one of these methods, there's always tons of stuff that's going on in your life at the same time. For me, it was like I was this puberty-ridden teenager who is like really emotional all the time. It's a really stressful time and things are changing so much. And so all of these things, whether it's your reproductive health or your physical health or your mental health, they're all super interconnected all the time then I had a second boyfriend. I did stop going on the pill for a while and I remember specifically taking some pregnancy tests when I was like 17 or 18 because my period was a couple days late. 
Yeah, it was a pretty stressful experience, honestly, going into Boots, which is our local pharmacy, and buying these pregnancy tests. I think it was also because I felt like I'd gained a bit of weight, and I was a couple days late, and I was like, oh my god, I'm pregnant. So I wouldn't really say that those particular incidents were pregnancy scares, looking back at it. It was more just this anxiety that uh, because I'd gained weight I was worried that I was pregnant but you still feel it you know like I still pee on the stick in the middle of the Starbucks bathroom and that kind of thing it's never really an, an enjoyable experience using a pregnancy test if you're not planning to get pregnant and also yeah emergency contraception like I've never had to use that but I'm sure that buying it in the pharmacy it's really quite stressful and not a very pleasant experience so that's why I think it's also worth getting a longer acting form of birth control but when I went on my gap year, I decided to also stop taking birth control. And the problem with that was that I still had really bad periods. And so even when I was traveling like Thailand and all these really humid places, very fair-skinned English girl uh, on her period in the middle of the humid heat in Thailand is not a very good combination. Um, and so that was something that really kind of always interrupted anything that I was doing, whether it was playing a sport and going to cross country or just trying to, you know, study and do my homework. The period thing was just always um, there in the back of my mind or, you know, in the front of my mind. So when I got to university, I joined a fraternity and luckily we were just really close friends and you could talk to them about anything. And there were two girls who were in my fraternity who were older than me. Both of them were just really great people who I thought were really funny and I really loved them and looked up to them. And one day we got talking about birth control and they were like, we both got IUDs. They would both absolutely love them. And they were like, got to go get one, like join Team IUD. I hardly get my period anymore. It's amazing. And I was like, oh, well, this sounds interesting. What is the IUD? Like, I have no idea. Why should I go on it? But because my period wasn't something that was bothering me every second of the day, it wasn't a completely urgent thing that I needed to get done. So it actually took me a couple of months to finally decide to get an IUD. But I actually remember the day that it happened or the day that I decided to get one because it was a Wednesday and I was in the middle of a three hour lecture. And this was in a class called biological design, which I was loving and I was so interested in it. And I was working with my teammate and we were building this really cool exhibition. I started to get cramps and I realized that I didn't have any ibuprofen or any tampons. And I was about a 20 minute walk away from the local pharmacy, the CVS. Obviously, I have to tell my professors. And then I had to go all the way to the pharmacy. And then I spent like $12. And it was just really annoying because I realized that I was 21 years old. I had my period for 10 years. And I was still going through the same thing. At that point, I was angry at myself for not having sorted myself out. And I was just like, that's it me and my periods, like, I'm done. War is on. I am getting this IUD. I don't care what happens to me. Like, I don't care if it hurts for five months. I don't care whatever the side effects were. I didn't know what they were at the time. And the side effects ended up being way less severe than I thought they were going to be. And so I called up my student health services and I booked a referral appointment and I went for the referral appointment in the clinic. When I got to the clinic, I met with the nurse practitioner. I told her that I wanted to get an IUD, told her that I wanted the ones that was going to help my periods. She was like, right, OK, that's fine. And then she booked me in for an appointment. But for some reason, they couldn't get an appointment for a whole month for me to actually get the IUD inserted. It was a bit disappointing because I realised that I might have to like experience another one of my periods which I didn't really want to do, and that I would have to wait, and there was some kind of uncertainty about this random hospital that I was going to go to to get it done. 
But, you know, I made it through the month and I stuck through the appointment and I knew that even if I wasn't experiencing the pain of my period cramps at that particular moment, that overall this was going to be worth it and that if I could get an IUD for a couple of years and not have my period, my life was just going to be, like, infinitely better. Actually, I didn't do any research on the IUD methods that I was going to get. I knew that I didn't want the copper one and I was going to get the hormonal one, but apart from that, as long as my periods were going to improve, I didn't really need any other reason to get this product. And so I went to the hospital on the day that of my insertion. It was a Monday afternoon. And I remember entering the foyer of the hospital because there were a lot of sick people there. And there were a lot of ambulance kind of mayhem and everything. And I just remember thinking to myself, is this a medical condition? Am I sick? Is there something wrong with me? And yeah, I think you know, in a way there is something wrong with me because I would have really bad periods. But actually, you know, this this woman, all of this woman stuff is, it happens to all of us. Um, But in that whole moment and that whole experience of actually getting my insertion done, I really felt incredibly alone. I hadn't really talked to my parents about this thing that I was getting because I had my own student health insurance and my parents were in England. It had nothing to do with me having sex um, at all. And I'm sure they would have been supportive if I had asked them or told them what I was doing. But, you know, having the sex conversation with your parents is always awkward. And I think most people just avoid it, as I did at that point. My parents didn't even know that I was getting it. I didn't really tell anyone. Um, But I went to the gynecologist section of the hospital. I waited in the waiting room and they did the basic measurements and making sure my vitals were all okay. Then I had to pee in a cup to make sure that I wasn't pregnant. And it was the day before my period. So in this tiny little room that I had where they have the bed and they make you like prop up on the bed with the stirrups and everything, there were actually four women in there with me from the hospital, all of the different medical uh, professionals. So one of them was this medical student and I felt really kind of bad for her in a way because her job was to literally just like sit there and hold my hand. And I did actually squeeze her hand quite a bit, which was really nice, but we didn't really have any kind of emotional connection because I just met her and she was like a random medical student. so. Apart from having somebody's hand to squeeze, it wasn't like a particularly, you know, important or meaningful thing. There was a physician's assistant in there who was just getting all the tools and everything ready for the doctor. And then there was the gynecologist, so like the main doctor, and then another doctor who she was training. This was a little nerve wracking because I was told that this was only the second time that this new doctor had been performing IUD insertions. And part of me was just like, okay, well, hell, it just happened to be me. But maybe if I go through this doctor and help her practice to have another insertion, um, then, you know, eventually other women who also have her will uh, be able to get this done painlessly. Another thing that was a little bit unsettling about the experience is that they decided to give me a different kind of IUD called the Loletta, which is actually very similar to the Marina, but it just wasn't the one that I completely thought that I was going to get. And at that point, I was just like, I'll just put, you know, my faith in the doctor's hands and hope that they know what they're doing. So, you know, they opened me up and then they put the cervix softener around my cervix. So that like softens it because it's easier to get IUDs in women uh, who haven't had children that way. The whole procedure for the insertion only lasted about 15 minutes, but that was like including everything. And I would say that the painful part only lasted like 30 seconds. She told me that I was going to feel a sharp scratch for about 15 seconds. And that's exactly what it was. Nothing more than that, just like a pinching. And then, you know, that was it. And then they kind of like 
closed me all back up again. She told me to take painkillers and made sure that I was going to be okay. Told me to come back in and check with her if I had any problems and that I could expect to uh, have some light spotting for a couple of weeks to a couple of months. At the end of the day, it was fine, and I'm really glad that I went through with the insertion. But especially during the actual insertion part itself, I was pretty alone, even though I had four women who were all medical professionals in the room with me. And so that's something that I wanted to try and think about how we can make that patient experience better during that time, because I know that I felt so alone when I was actually going through the insertion. It takes your body a day or two to kind of adjust once you get your IUD inserted. But honestly, within one day, I was completely back to normal again. And all I, all it really felt like for that first day after I got it inserted was the first day of my period. So obviously for women who don't have bad periods, probably feels pretty horrible. But with a couple of painkillers and a bit of rest, like, you're really fine. And I was able to walk home, like, right after the insertion. You know, I, like, actually, it was a Monday evening at that point. So I walked into the, this marketing lecture that I was supposed to be at um, at the time. And so, yeah, my life just continued on completely as normal. I would say what was really striking that I did not expect when I finished my insertion was that I walked out of the hospital and I felt like this incredible weight had been lifted off of my shoulders. And I just remember like looking at men walking down the street and thinking, oh my God, like this is how men exist in the world every day. And I just remember like really imagining the world from a man's perspective in that sense, like never having to have gone through all the periods and the birth control bullshit. They're not scared of getting pregnant and they don't have to worry about periods. And it's just like a normal day with nothing happening. And the world's just like continuing on as usual. And obviously, like, men are included in the birth control conversation and have to wear condoms and all this kind of stuff. The perspective that you get, like, the 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 horizons, like, the timeline through which you see your life is just, like, so different when you have an IUD or an implant. Or at least that's how I felt when I got my IUD, because I was like, oh my god, like, I'm not going to have a child, or there's a very, very tiny, tiny possibility that I'll have a child for the next three to five years. So that puts things in perspective because then I can start saying, okay, well, actually in these next couple of years, I want to focus on this part of my studies and I want to get really good at this sport and I want to become this kind of a person so that by the time my IUD gets taken out or I get it switched for another one, you know, I've been living my life to the fullest and I haven't had to worry about babies or periods. Like that just is such a big weight lifted off of your shoulders. Yeah, I felt like incredibly awesome about it. And I actually forgot, like, it's been two years now since I got my IUD, basically. And I completely forgot about the initial spotting that I had. So you do have to wear like a panty liner. I think for me, it was probably a month long. It wasn't even that. Just a small amount of spotting in the day to day. And that can be kind of unsettling for some women because it's a change to your menstrual cycle and you're really used to it going so smoothly and and like predictably all the time. But I knew that for me, I didn't really care if I was spotting because it was like having a light period and I was like, haha, like I just don't have to have bad periods anymore. So after the initial spotting of the IUD, um, I would only get my period like very rarely. And if if I did get it at all, it was like a tiny amount of spotting, which again is just such a relief and just means that I can continue on with whatever I'm doing. I was really quite competitive with my studies and things. And Now looking back at it, I can't imagine how I would have performed differently or better if I hadn't had my period, you know, my whole younger life. 
And I think about all the guys in my life who never had to go through what I or my other female friends had to go through. And it's really amazing that, you know, young women can do the things that they um, can today, because I think even before there were painkillers, I have no idea what women did when it came to having painful periods. And honestly, when I got my IUD and after having periods for literally 10 years, you know, from the age of 11 to the age of 21, when I finally got the IUD and found them, found my birth control method that worked for me, I kind of wanted somebody to praise me. You know, I wanted somebody to be like, well done. You made a great decision. You were proactive about your health. You are really looking after yourself. All these different kinds of things that face you as a young woman. Yeah, you should get praised for that. There's a lot of interesting questions that come around the ownership of women's bodies and how much control women should have over their bodies. But as we can see from my experience, I didn't get the IUD because I was a raging sex lunatic. I just got it because I didn't want to have periods anymore. So I don't know, I just wanted to make this podcast to make sure that people don't feel like they need to have periods or that they need to not have birth control or that they can't find a method that works for them. The alternative to having good birth control is that we have a lot of unplanned pregnancies and people have a really stressful and isolating experience when it comes to actually finding a method that works for them. And so this is the downside of having birth control being a taboo subject. If women can't talk about it and society doesn't acknowledge the fact that women need birth control because they do, then all of us have to act completely alone this entire time and maybe choose methods that aren't right for us or be at risk of having an unplanned pregnancy. Now that I've had my IUD for a couple of years, I plan to get another one, either the Letta or the Marina. Looking back, I wish I'd gotten it around 15 when I uh, first started using birth control. And I want to keep having one until I decide to have a child. So as we'll see in later episodes of this podcast, um, IUDs allow you to plan your pregnancies really well because if you want to have a baby, you just take it out, hopefully get pregnant and have your baby. And then many women get them inserted again right after the baby is born. Thank you so much for joining me on this incredibly long and rambling birth control story. Please don't hesitate to reach out to me. I would always really love to hear from you as I'm really thinking about this birth control experience morning, noon and night. Going forward, I hope we can build a great team and following of people who are all focused on making birth control easier to access and more fun. So stay tuned and we'll be back with some more stories about birth control later. Bye!